Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. We hope to cure whatever in the world that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. This episode, nothing special. I know that sounds crazy and anticlimactic, but I've just been on spring break. And when Dr. Jazz is on spring break, I just love listening to stuff that I I haven't heard in a while. Love revisiting albums. So I've came up with a a list of just 20 new favorites that I've rediscovered and I want to share with you. And so that's what we're going to do. And they range in style and in eras and in genres, you know, as far within the umbrella of jazz. Like some of it could be more modern and some of it could be more bebop based. And so there's a whole lot for you. And it's just a, a mishmash of surprises, uh, some classic names, some names that you may have never heard. And that's what we aim to do is present to you things that we feel are special and that we want to share with you so maybe that you'll dig and improve or expand or whatever you want to call it your jazz collection and support some of these artists or their their families estates etc so yeah there we go so let's get to the music and hopefully you'll dig it thanks for listening
All right, that was Blue Mitchell with Fungi Mama off of his Blue Note album, The Thing to Do. A little calypso there, a little fun, happy music to get you started with this episode of the Dot Jazz Podcast. Once again, that was Fungi Mama, the opening track on Blue Mitchell's album, The Thing to Do. It was recorded in the heat of the summer, July 30th, 1964. And what's really amazing is um, you you have this, this lineup. It, it's old and looking... Like, it's a classic lineup for Blue Mitchell, and at the same time, it's looking forward. He's got, of course, Blue Mitchell on the trumpet, Junior Cook on the tenor saxophone. They always work well together especially for Blue Note. Gene Taylor's on the bass, Aloysius Foster on the drums, and none other than Chick Corea on the piano, which is very cool. And they're adding this calypso fun to like some rhythm changes. You know, you can hear that bridge of the rhythm changes in that tune. And it's just, it's a great tune. It's a happy tune. It's a fun tune. Um... And it just, I think it just starts off the whole thing very well. So up next, we're going to change moods for you into something that is one of the most hauntingly beautiful things I've heard in an awful long time. And of course, there's no doubt that that could come from Bill Evans. So this next track is from Bill Evans with a symphony orchestra on Verve, and it is Blue Interlude.
Listening to that really reminds me why I truly love Bill Evans. That kind of intense, focused, galvanized concentration in, in his playing, not only it, it, it hits my heart, but it makes me want to become a better musician at the same time. Uh, 
And for any listeners who are musicians, it doesn't have to be Bill Evans for you, but that you know those moments. Mm. And I, I just I love that that piece. And I was just randomly listening to, you know, all of my music on like a, on shuffle on the uh, iTunes or whatever, and that came on, and I just I absolutely had to stop what I was doing. And I knew it was Bill, but I was just like, what is this? What is this? So I went and I, and I found it. I looked at the title and it said Blue Interlude. And I'm like, Blue Interlude? Isn't that that Woody Herman tune? No, it's Blue Prelude. But anyway, so I found this album in my collection and I revisit, revisited the whole album. And it's Bill Evans Trio with Symphony Orchestra conducted by Klaus Ogerman. And... Klaus Ogerman, you know, has done all those things later on with like Michael Brecker and all that, you know, Cityscape. But this is recorded in 1965, and Blue Interlude was actually one of the interludes by Chopin. And we all know that Bill loves Chopin, but it was arranged by Klaus Ogerman. So there you go. And of course, Bill adding his touch to it is just phenomenal absolutely phenomenal all right going in a new direction completely going a little old school here we've got the incomparable and wonderful benny carter and this is from his further definitions album which is a classic album there's so many good tunes in there and so many great musicians we're going to talk about it after we hear it here is benny carter's titmouse
Benny Carter, Further Definitions, Titmouse. All right. That's just a swinging tune. It just puts you right in the mood, you know. And actually, there's a correction to that uh, label. And, and here's the thing. So I have the CD version of Benny Carter's De- Further Definitions, which includes all the bonus tracks. And the bonus tracks were originally um, issued as additions to Further Definitions. So, the first eight tracks are for the original Further Definitions album, and the last eight tracks would be the additions to Further Definitions. And they have two different setups and and two different um, sets of musicians. But it, it just reads like a who's who, either session. And that came from the second session, the additions to Further Definitions. The first eight tracks, uh, by the way, I'm totally trying to sell you on this album because it is, this should be in every serious jazz listener's library because Benny Carter is one of those quantum people. You know, he just, he's been around, he, he, he was around forever. I think he lived to be like 94, 95, something like that. Um, so, anyway, getting back to it. Here we go. The, the, the personnel on the first eight tracks, the original Further Definitions, was Benny Carter and Phil Woods on the alto saxophone, Coleman Hawkins, Charlie Rouse on the tenor saxophones, John Collins on guitar, Dick Katz on the piano, Jimmy Garrison, that's Coltrane's bassist, on the bass, and Papa Joe Jones, bassy's drummer. How is that for a band? You've got Coleman Hawkins. You've got Charlie Rouse, who was Monk's you know, tenor player. Phil Woods, who is Phil Woods, let's be honest. Joe Jones, I mean, come on. And then on the second session, the one that we just heard from, you've got Benny Carter and Bud Shank, the great, the great West Coast alto player on saxophones. You've got Buddy Collette and Bill Perkins and Teddy Edwards on tenor saxophone. So Buddy Collette, Bill Bill Perkins, and Teddy Edwards were all West Coast all-stars on the tenor. Then you have Bill Hood on the Barry sax, so he's got a really full sax section this time. He's got Don Abney on the piano, Barney Kessel, and Mundell Lowe on the guitar. So, I mean, and, and unfortunately, we just, you know, lost Mundell Lowe. He just passed away not too long ago. But, oh my God, two killer guitar players. Ray Brown, the Ray Brown, is on the bass, and Alvin Stoller is on the drums. And that session was recorded in March 1966. The first session was recorded in 1961. So, to have both of these great sessions on one CD is phenomenal. And it is a staple. You gotta get it, okay? Further definitions, Benny Carter. And like I said, the name of that track was Titmouse. If you want to know what these album covers look like so you don't make a mistake and you absolutely get the right thing, there's only one way to do that. Go check out the website. That's Dr. Jazz Podcast, D R J A Z Podcast, all one word, dot WordPress.com. And you can check out all the album covers so you know what you're getting. I only put up my album covers 
on that site so you know the right ones to get. Because you should be visiting your your local CD store or Amazon and or whatever and getting these these tracks. They're awesome. Um, okay, up next, no rhyme or reason behind it. I, I just it's dated it and I just love it. It's a feel good song. It's called "You're So Wonderful, So Marvelous." It's by Tower of Power. It's from their album "In the Slot." There's no other reason besides I just like it. So. Here's some Tower of Power. Tower of Power. You're so wonderful, so marvelous, and just so groovy. (laughs) 
All right, that's from their album In the Slot from the 70s. And, hey, that's what we aim for here, you know, and we do these little uh, favorite shows, you know. We, just, we try to hit some diversity. So that is completely different than some of the stuff you've heard before. That is completely different than Benny Carter or Bill Evans. So up next, going in a completely different direction, the great tenor saxophonist Booker Irvin. Whether you know if you've heard Booker Irvin or not, you probably have because he played with Mingus. But this is from his own album, That's It. And the Texas tenor is um, playing a beautiful ballad that he wrote here uh, called Uranus, After the Planet. Uh, this is from the Candid label. This is the same label you know that had all the, the Mingus albums, etc. Um, I believe it was Mingus's label, in fact. So... Uh, Beautiful ballad, Booker Irvin from his album That's It, Uranus. Thank you. 
beautiful ballad by Booker Irvin that's entitled Uranus. And that's an original composition from Booker. And that's off his candid album, That's It. All right. Up next, Ornette Coleman and Primetime from his album opening, The Caravan of Dreams. And I believe that was the club that Ornette owned. So uh, I'll have to go back and check on that. But this is from that album, Opening the Caravan of Dreams, and this is Ornette Coleman in primetime. The, t- the track is entitled Compute. So here you go. Here's some Ornette. Thank you. 
All right. <clears throat> Ornette Coleman and Prime Time with Compute. You know, the thing about that track that just gets me is it's like free jazz, it's like surf, rock, fusion sort of thing. It just it's crazy to me, you know, and it's just so cool all at the same time and totally Ornette. So, so I did a little digging while I was listening to that. And I found out some information on the Caravan of Dreams. It was not Ornette Coleman's club. Uh, so it says that the Caravan of Dreams was a performing arts center in the central business district of Fort Worth, Texas. Now, Fort Worth is actually where Ornette is from. That's probably why I thought that. And um, it was a performing arts center, the Caravan of Dreams, was during the 1980s and 1990s. It was uh, best known as a live music nightclub, although that was only one part of the larger facility. Uh, it included a multi-track recording studio, a 212-seat theater, two dance studios, and a rooftop garden. This was located at 312 Houston Street. And this is Caravan of Dreams de described itself as a meeting place appealing to audiences who enjoy the creation of new forms of music, theater, dance, poetry, and film. Uh, managed, designed by and for artists. And the name was taken uh, by way of Brian Geisen from 1001 Arabian Nights. That's where he got the name for the club being called, or the, the venue being called, the Caravan of Dreams. Uh, he had, Brian Geisen attended the opening with William S. Burroughs, and the opening was in 1983. They also did uh, a celebration around Ornette Coleman, and um, with the Fort Worth Symphony. And they proclaimed September 29, 1983 as Ornette Coleman Day and gave him a key to the city. Uh, many other groups have uh, recorded at the Caravan of Dreams besides Ornette and Primetime. James Blood Ulmer, Ro Ronald Shannon Jackson, Eartha Kitt, uh, William S. Burroughs. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was primarily that. Um, acoustic Alchemy. They perform there, too. A uh, little guitar duo, if you've never heard them. They're great. Um, but the club closed in 2001. And it was exactly 18 years after Ornette Coleman Day. So I guess that would have been September 29th, 19, or 2001. Uh, it was converted into a restaurant. Uh, Riata at Sundance Square. And um, Four Day Weekend, which was a comedy troupe, began performing there before the, the restaurant club closed and continue operating the space as the Four Day Weekend Theater. So if you're in Fort Worth and you see the Four Day Weekend Theater, that's formerly the Caravan of Dreams. So there you go. All right. Now, on to our next track. Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. This is a beautiful track off of the album Kyoto. And this is Never Never Land. Never 
Never Never Land by Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers from their album Kyoto from February 20th, 1964. That's Julie Stein's beautiful ballad from Peter Pan, Never Never Land. And in the hands of the Jazz Messengers, it is gorgeous. And that lineup of the Jazz Messengers is, of course, Art Blakey on the drums, Reggie Workman on the bass, Cedar Walton, the maestro himself, on the piano, Curtis Fuller on the trombone, Wayne Shorter on the tenor saxophone, and Freddie Hubbard on the trumpet. And in fact, you know... um, you kind of heard Freddie Hubbard quoting it might as well be spring <laughs> the opening of his solo there and that was beautiful and there was also a little bit of um, How Are Things in Glockamora uh, by Cedar Walton there That's it's God, this, that whole album is a gorgeous album but I just love that song Never Never Land you know and when they do it it's just so good so good alright so let's go back even a little bit further. You know, like I said, we're kind of shooting for diversity in these favorites, in this favorite episode. Um, Count Basie and Prez. That's right. Together again from Count Basie at Newport. Here's Lester Leaps In. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
I suspect that was a new version of Lester Leipzig. And now, Jimmy Rushing. Little Jimmy Rushing. All right, that was John Hammond's voice you heard at the end there. So this is Lester Leap's end from Count Basie at Newport, 1957. What makes this super important is it was bringing back some of the old all-stars from the Basie band, the original Basie band, alongside his current band in 1957. So I'll read you the little snippet they have on the back of the uh, CD here. When the Count Basie band walked onto the stage at Newport in 1957, the very air was saturated with electricity. The nearly 8,000 fans in the audience could feel it too. A sense of history in the making. The crowd was there to see a reconstituted version of the original Basie band with luminous sidemen like Lester Young, Illinois, Illinois Jackay and Joe Jones and Jimmy Rushing back on the stand alongside the updated edition, a sleek, sophisticated unit that was a hotbed for ascending stars like Thad Jones and Frank Foster. Basie's set goes on record as the most exciting and hard-swinging performance of one extraordinary night. Now let me read to you who all's in the band. Wendell Cully. Roy Eldridge, Ronald Jones, Thad Jones, and Joe Newman were in the trumpet section. Henry Coker, Bill Hughes, and Benny Powell were in the trombone section. Bill Graham and Marshall Royal were the alto saxophones. Frank Foster, Illinois Jacquet, Lester Young, and Frank Wess were all the tenor saxophones that night. Charlie Folks was the Barry Sax. Count Basie, of course, was the piano and the leader. Freddie Green, the guitar. Eddie Jones on bass. Sonny Payne and Papa Joe Jones on the drums. And on the vocals that night, they had Jimmy Rushing as well as Joe Williams. That's one killer-ass band. Ain't no doubt about it. And... That band was hard swinging. You could hear the energy behind them. Sing Prez stand up there taking his solo, you know, doing those breaks and all that. And it just sounded fantastic. You gotta love Prez. And it would only be about two years and then Prez would be dead. He would pass away in two years' time. So... There you go. Just beautiful music. All right, up next, completely different tenor saxophone sound. Eddie Lockjaw Davis from his album Afro Jaws. This is one of my very, very, very favorite versions of Tin Tin Deo. And I totally forgot about it till it was on mix one day. And I remember the thing that I loved about it. Listen for the breaks in the melody. And they're actually playing the intro to Bebop, the song that Dizzy Gillespie made famous. Now, keep in mind, Dizzy also wrote Tin Tin Deo. And I believe he wrote Tin Tin Deo with Chano Pozo. And anyway, so here's this Dizzy Gillespie tune. And in the middle of the breaks of the melody, they're actually superimposing another Dizzy Gillespie thing. So it's just Dizzy personified. But it's a great arrangement. It's by Eddie Lockjaw Davis. I hope you dig it. Here's 1010 Deo. 
Eddie Lockjaw Davis with Tin Tin Deo from his album Afro Jaws. Just a killer arrangement. Uh, just like I said, hopefully you heard those little Dizzy Gillespie intro or interludes, and that was just so hip. So the lineup is Eddie Lockjaw Davis with that beautiful smoky tenor saxophone. And then you also had Clark Terry, Ernie Royal, Phil Sunkel, and John Bellow uh, on the trumpets. Lloyd Mayers on the piano, Larry Gales on the bass, Ben Riley on the drums, and the great Ray Barreto on the conga drums, bongos, quinto, and a Latin percussion section. So, how could you go wrong when you've got Ben Riley, Ray Barreto, Clark Terry, and but you know backing you up. You know what I'm saying? So, just killer track. Ten Ten Dale, love that track. All right, completely changing directions now. We're going modern, and I love the way this track builds. So you're in for a a, a wild ride. You know what I mean? Because every moment just gets a little bit more intense until it just hits full-on groove so i'm not even going to tell you who it is or what it is just listen and enjoy
right. The name of that track is I Love What We Make Together. It is by none other than Wallace Roney off of his 2010 album, If Only for One Night. It features, of course, Wallace Roney on the trumpet, Antoine Roney on the soprano tenor saxophones and the bass clarinet, Aruan Ortiz on the keyboards, Rashawn Carter on the bass, and Kush Abadi on the drums. I love the way that that just went from nothing, like a whisper, into a scream. You know what I'm saying? And I lo- there's something about when, when, when Wallace comes in on that trumpet melody, you know, just kind of noodling around. There's something about it that reminds me of the standard, sometimes I'm happy. And then by the time, you know, the, 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 the keyboards come in, like, you know, the little funky clavichord synthesizer sort of thing you know with a wah-wah thing it's just it's groovy you know and it just ends on that scream i just oh great great stuff all right totally different direction that's what i love to do here ella fitzgerald miss ella fitzgerald you know she had a, a, a million of those songbook um Albums like Ella Sings the Cole Porter songbook, Ella Sings the Gershwin songbook, Ellen Sings the Jerome Kern songbook, Ellen, Ella Sings the Johnny Mercer songbook, the Rogers and Hart, you know, just ugh, Irving Berlin songbook. I mean, there's a billion of them, right? And this one actually comes from the Jerome Kern songbook. And what snagged my attention was actually the, the words. And the end of the words. So because it's one of those things that you you get what she's saying, you get where she's coming from, okay, okay, okay. And then at the end, it completely changes the meaning. So I'll leave it up for you to decide. And if you'd love to leave a comment, please do. I love comments. So thank you all who's commented before. I try to try to get back to your comments. Uh, email me comment on on the tracks on SoundCloud. You can also find us on iTunes. Uh, this is the Doctor Jazz Podcast. Uh, check out the website D R J A Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. So now, Miss Ella Fitzgerald from the Jerome Kern Songbook singing "Remind Me." Turn off that charm I'm through with love for a while I'm through and yet You have a fabulous smile So if I forget to find you so attractive Remind me that the world is full of men When I start to miss you To touch your hand To kiss you Remind Count to ten 
efforts to forget you Remind me I'm in love again I get my heart well in hand And I'm certain that I can take you or leave you alone Then you Again and boom, I give in again. I have a will made of steel, my friend. But when it seems about to bend, remind me not to mention that I. Unless, my darling, you forget. That's the part that is the kicker. Mm. Great writing, a great song. Jerome Kern wrote that. And it's from Ella Fitzgerald Sings the Jerome Kern Songbook from 1963, January of 63. So, you know, these plans were probably made in 62. Uh, Of course, with the Nelson Riddle Orchestra. So that's why it sounds so lush and lovely. Um, okay, so this next track is a beautiful uh, kind of um, Latin, Calypso, Caribbean flavored tune that I actually stumbled upon while watching um, a BBC jazz uh kind of who's who, like the best uh, of the, the horns on BBC, you know, uh, and fascinating story with this um this guy's An- Andy Hamilton and the, <laughs> he he lived to be like 94 or 95 but he didn't actually get his career off the ground until like he was 70 something so this this song this album came out in um 1990 1991 and it's called Silvershine and that's the track we're going to hear. Uh, but the reason 
uh, Andy Hamilton kind of was found is Errol Flynn out of all people. The, you know, and if you're not familiar with Errol Flynn, we're talking about the guy who played Robin Hood from like the 20s, 30s. You know, Errol Flynn, right? He was on vacation, I believe in Jamaica, and he found this guy, uh, Andy Hamilton, playing saxophone, and he absolutely loved his playing, and he loved the the energy and the the vibe, and, and, you know, there you go. And so he wound up hiring this guy for years, and eventually he finally got a record deal. You know, better late than never, right? 70-something. And anyway, he came out with Silver Shine. And he wrote this song, Silver Shine, for Errol Flynn. For kind of giving him, you know, picking him up off of Jamaica and, and giving him his, his own, you know, career to start with, you know. So this one goes out to Errol Flynn. It's Andy Hamilton and Silver Shine. It's an infectious groove, and I hope you dig it.
All right, Andy Hamilton with Silvershine for Errol Flynn. Just an infectious calypso groove there. Hopefully you, you know, Andy Hamilton was new to me. So hopefully that um, introduces you to Andy Hamilton if you've never heard him. And it's just, it's great stuff. Great stuff. All right, so up next is the great Sonny Sherrick. Now, many of you, if you've even heard of Sonny Sherrick, think like, oh, here's this kind of like avant-garde, free jazz kind of guy, you know what I mean? But that's not what this track is about. There's nothing really all that flashy about this track either. It's all about the vibration. And it's a very cool vibration. So here's the track, Who Does She Hope To Be? off of Sonny Sherrick's album, Ask the Ages. Thank you. 
Such a killer, gorgeous song. Who does she hope to be? By Sonny Sherrick, off of his album, Ask the Ages. And if I told you who was on that album, you would not think that that was the result. But it is just, the vibration is just so mellow and just beautiful. So the personnel is Sonny Sherrick on the guitar, on the electric guitar, Charnette Moffat on the bass, Elvin Jones on the drums, and Pharaoh Sanders on the tenor and soprano saxophones on the album. So you would expect this to be just like a free-for-all, you know, avant-garde bash, you know, but not so. Not so. And Sonny Sherrick wrote all the tunes on the album. And the album was produced by Sonny Sherrick and Bill Laswell. So it's it's a great album from beginning to end. But that track just it, it just makes you stop and just pause and appreciate everything. You know? Beautiful album. Up next, the great Cannonball Adderley off of his album, The Cannonball Adderley Quintet Plus. Here's a great little blues called Wine Tone, and I got a story about it after we hear it. So here's Cannonball with Wine Tone. Thank you. 
Cannonball Adderley and his quintet plus. Uh, that track was called Wine Tone. It's a beautiful blues. Uh, of course, that was Cannonball Adderley on the alto saxophone. Nat Adderley, his brother, on the cornet. Victor Feldman on the vibraphone. Wenton Kelly on the piano. Sam Jones on the bass. And Lewis Hayes on the drums. It was recorded May 11, 1961 on Riverside. It's part of the original Jazz Classics series. Um, yeah, Wine Tone. Uh, it's got a bunch of other great tracks on there, such as Lisa, Arriving Soon, Well You Needn't, um, but yeah, Star Eyes, but Wine Tone. And the story that I was uh, alluding to before we heard the track is I was starting college, and there was this uh, good friend of mine named Brian, but we all called him Bankston, you know, and this guy played uh, saxophone, alto, and he was absolutely crazy for Cannonball Adderley. He, he loved Charlie Parker and all that, but he was crazy for Cannonball. And <laughs> for a week, Bankston was just going, Dude, that album, Cannonball Adderley Quintet Plus, baby. Man, and that track, Wine Tone. Wine Tone, baby. Wine Tone. <laughs> For a whole week. He, that's all he could comment. He just You see him in the hall going to class. He goes, Wine Tone, baby. Wine Tone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, when I heard that track, man, it, uh, the first thing I thought about was Bankston just roaming the halls of uh, my old college going, Wine Tone, baby. Wine Tone. So... I guess if I'm going to dedicate that track to anybody, it would be to Bankston. So, all right. Uh, going completely in a different direction uh, with yet another alto player. Here is the great Greg Osby from his album Black Book. Here is Smokescreen. They induce vomiting Medicines can't cure the pain that I'm in Migraines dance in my brain like stage shows Cutting off your lifespan like Orsinio My cerebral core has symptoms similar Spitting juice from the inner city when I'm out on tour uh, One man I stand like a mountain My principles are unpenetrable, unmovable I detect movements like radar so mash, mash Greg Osby on the sax, let the motherfucker blast I blend like vital blend, essential like vital mint And to end my mental end, get injured like Leviathan Would you try again, when your eyes open I be flipping, ripping rhythms with the chords like a violin Sipping on the gin with the proper blend Ben, come on in, let the record spin Descend, explore corridors you've never been before I'm similar to Bolivian flake, baked because I'm raw I split apart from the nucleus, I be producing this I represent myself as a Philly rebel My vocabulary gets scary on lower levels I transform like a shapeshift of my lips, twisting bevels Spilling all types of rhythms never heard before It's the madman poetic abstract hardcore
All right, Greg Osby taking us back to 1995 with his album Black Book. We just heard Smokescreen, which features Greg Osby on the alto saxophone, Mustafa's Words, and DJ Ghetto on the scratches. Also on the album is none other than Mulgrew Miller on piano, Calvin Jones on the bass, and Bill McClellan on the drums. All right, so... Greg Osby, classic Greg Osby from 1995. Up next, completely different direction. <clears throat> I like to keep shape shifting back and forth, you know. This is an artist that uh, I just kind of stumbled upon looking through one of my, my favorite books, which is Jazz by John Fordham. It's a white cover book. It's got a saxophone on the front, and the letters Jazz are in big purple letters. You can't miss it. Um, I think it's out of print now, but... Oh my God, every album in that book, it's a very comprehensive book, but every album, every picture of every album, I've had nothing but good experiences with. Uh, some are better than others, but there's not been a bad one in the whole lot. And anyway, so one of the pictures was of our next artist, and I decided to check it out, you know, because there's just hundreds of albums in that book. And it's the vocalist Leon Thomas, and just some great stuff. Uh, you've probably heard Leon Thomas, whether you realize it or not, if you've listened to any Pharaoh Sanders, if you've listened to uh, Hamala, um, then you've, uh, you've heard Leon Thomas. But this is from Leon Thomas's own albums. Uh, known Spirits and Unknown Spirits. And this is the song uh, made famous by Horace Silver. This is Song for My Father, Leon Thomas. If there was ever a man who Generous, gracious, and good That was my dad The man A human being so true He could live like a king Cause he knew The real pleasure In life by me so I'd be unafraid and free if there was ever a man who was generous, gracious and good that was my dad the man Mm-hmm. 
was ever a man who was generous, gracious, and good. That was my dad, the man. Cause he knew the real pleasure in life to be devoted to and always stand by me so I'd be unafraid and free. If there was ever a man who was generous, gracious, and good, that was my dad, the man, the man, the man. Leon Thomas with Song from My Father and a correction from what I had said uh, the album title before this is actually called Spirits Known and Unknown by Leon Thomas and it's a 1969 album from the Flying Dutchman label and he just god I you know there's something moving and and deeply earthy about his kind of yodeling you know that he does throughout that whole thing you know it's just uh, I don't know it just seems very primitive and and it's moving to me you you may hate it and if you do feel free to comment you know Um, please I love comments so um, feel free to comment on SoundCloud or send an email to me Uh, check out the the website in order to get that info that's Dr. Jazz Podcast D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress.com. <clears throat> All right. Up next, going in a funky direction, Eddie Harris. Hardly anybody talks about Eddie Harris nowadays. So I pulled out my old Eddie Harris anthology uh, from Atlantic, and I was just, God, this is some great music. So here's one of my, my, my favorites from that. Here's Funkorama by Eddie Harris. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
That is some funky-ass shit right there. <clears throat> Eddie Harris on the electric saxophone. Now, you're sitting there saying, what's a 
say say what? Yeah, Eddie Harris was like the king of electric saxophone. Like this guy would hook up like these veritone things, you know, that would change the timbre and the tone and allow you to do things like wah-wah and like a guitar, right? But he did it for the saxophone. And he is on the electric sax. Ronald Muldrow is on the guitar and the guitar organ. Yeah. Rufus Reed, the great Rufus Reed, is on electric bass. You usually don't hear Rufus on the electric, but that's Rufus Reed on the electric bass. And William James on the drums, and it comes from the 1974 album by Eddie Harris, Is It In, on Atlantic. So, and this is part of the Eddie Harris anthology, the artist's choice, you know, and they got a great interview in this uh, inner book and everything. And it's just two CDs of phenomenal music by Eddie Harris. It's kind of like a complete spectrum. So, Eddie Harris, funky, funky, funky stuff. And that's called Funkorama. All right, uh, going in the uh, opposite direction. Here is Bud Powell, the great Bud Powell. Um, bebop extraordinaire, one of the architects of bebop, and this is from his album Bud Powell's Moods from the Norgran Records label, and um, this is entitled Buttercup, and if you've ever seen the movie Round Midnight starring Dexter Gordon, you know that Buttercup is kind of like the lady who would take care of Bud Powell, you know, and I think they even named the lady Buttercup in the movie to to symbolize that because Dexter's character was supposed to be a reflection of Bud Powell and Lester Young combined. So, <clears throat> there you go. So, all right, on to the music. Here is Buttercup by Bud Powell.
the great Bud Powell with Buttercup from his album Bud Powell's Moods. <sighs> lovely, lovely tune. I just, I just love Bud Powell. All right. Since we're on a little bit of a bebop kick, here's a great segue. This is Dizzy Gillespie, and this is from his album Afro-Cuban Jazz Moods, which is conducted and arranged by Chico O'Farrell. Now, here's the interesting tie there. Chico O'Farrell was the exact same one who arranged the whole um, Afro-Cuban Jazz Suite for... um, Charlie Parker with the uh, South of the Border album with Charlie Parker. And that was uh, uh, quite a monumental work for Bird. And here he is, and he's um, here with Dizzy Gillespie. But this was recorded in June of 1975. And it features an entire who's who of kind of like Latin jazz and great musicians. So <clears throat> besides Dizzy Gillespie and it playing the the music of Chico O'Farrell, um, who is the conductor and arranger for a lot of this stuff, it's Dizzy Gillespie is joined by Machito, Mario Balsa, Carlos Castillo, Jan- Jerry Chamberlain, Julito Calazzo, Don Corrado, Jorge Dalto, Manny Duran, Raul Gonzalez, Ramon Gonzalez Jr., uh, Machito Grillo, Mario Grillo, uh, Jack Jeffers, Louis Kahn. Uh, the, the names just go on and on, you know. Mickey Roker's on there as well, Bob Stewart. And, um, I mean, how many times can you have Mario Boza, Machito, Chico O'Farrell and Dizzy all in the same thing. It, it's uh, it's crazy. And um, the, the album only has four tracks. <laughs> uh, but one of the one of the tracks that you're about to hear, Kaleidoscopico, Kaleidoscopico, uh, is one of the three Afro-Cuban jazz moods. So. Um, I picked this record up years ago from The Great Escape in Nashville, Tennessee in 2006, actually. Um, Yeah, and it's, you know, there's always tons of great Dizzy Gillespie stuff, but this is one that, you know, I I didn't pick up for a long time, you know, to to revisit, and I'm awfully glad I did because now I get to share this with you, so... This is from, again, Afro-Cuban Jazz Moods, Dizzy Gillespie, Machito, Mario Boza, and Chico O'Farrell with Kaleidoscopico.
You just gotta love Diz, man, especially in that Afro-Cuban vein. It's just ah, sensational stuff, especially hitting that high note at the end and everything. Mmm, da 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 da. I mean, it just it cooks from you know part the first second, part one, all the way to the end. All right, so we got one more track for you. Thank you for listening. This is just a random favorites edition of the Dr. Jazz podcast. Hopefully you've dug it. Hopefully you found some new stuff. Um, <clears throat> so this last track, as I mentioned before, I'm on spring break. You know, I'm a teacher, so but I'm on spring break, and I've been digging these sounds, and I wanted to share some of them with you. Um, one of the ones that I picked up to revisit, you know, everybody thinks of Miles Davis, with Gil Evans, and they think of Porgy and Bess, or they think of Miles Ahead, or they think of the sketches of Spain with the Concerto de Ranwes and everything. But, and sometimes some, some you know, really knowledgeable cats will sit there and they'll talk Birth of the Cool, which is nice as well, you know. And even when Quincy did the whole tribute to Gil Evans with Miles, like in 91 over at Montreux, you know, he talked about Birth of the Cool, Miles Ahead, Porgy and Bess, Sketches of Spain, and that's where he left it. But that's not the only things that they recorded together. There was this other album that does not get a lot of attention at all, and it's called Quiet Nights. And that is the album I revisited. And I found a beautiful gem that's just, it's just a standard, you know, I, I think that Harry Warren wrote it, the same guy that wrote, like, At Last or whatever, and this tune is called Summer Night. So, as I'm on spring break, and I've got this little bit of time, I'm looking ahead toward the summer, and hopefully you are too, and hopefully warm weather will come and take away all this snow and rain and cooler temperatures, and we'll get into some warm sunshine. So this is looking towards the future, and this is what I wanted to close with. Here is Miles Davis with the Gil Evans Orchestra from their album Quiet Nights playing Summer Night.
chatting at the end there so a correction it, it does come off the album quiet nights with the gill evans orchestra but that last track is actually not with the gill evans orchestra <laughs> the album is with the gill evans orchestra but that last track is not that last track is actually the miles davis quintet with miles on the trumpet george coleman on the tenor saxophone, Victor Feldman, again, on the piano. We heard from him earlier with Cannonball on the vibraphone. Uh, Ron Carter on the bass, and Frank Butler on the drums. Uh, But it is from the album Quiet Nights, in which every track other than that one is with the Gil Evans Orchestra. Um, So, yeah, there you go. But... I can remember the very first time that I, 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 I got this album. It was the, the very first time I was in Montreal, Canada. It was 1995, and I was playing with an all-star jazz group. And I went to the HMV, I think is what those stores were called. It's kind of like a Tower Records, you know, back then. And um, I picked up a couple of, of jazz CDs. I picked up my very first Bill Evans CD there, uh, Portrait and Jazz, which was the Evans LaFaro Motion Trio, and it just blew me away. But then I, I, I saw a CD that uh, said, Miles Davis, Quiet Nights, arranged and conducted by Gil Evans. And I said, now wait a minute, I already have Sketches of Spain, Birth of the Cool, Porgy and Bess, Miles Ahead. You mean there's another one? So, of course, I picked that one up, and it's just fantastic music. But, you know, once again, it it serves to rediscover and um, get to re-familiarize with your collection because, you know, when you're in the mood to listen to Miles, pick up Kind of Blue, Bitches Brew, Sketches of Spain, Walking, Steaming, Cooking, Relaxing, you know, Tutu, you know, things like that. But, you know, very rarely do you pick up something like Quiet Nights. So I'm super glad I did. I I found something that I was very happy with and happy to share with you. So here's to summer. All right. Anyway, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found some new things to dig on and check out and hopefully add to your collection, expand your collection. 
Yeah, just some favorites for you here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Once again, I would love to hear from you, so check out the website. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, uh, wherever you find podcasts. So, until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now. And in jazz, we trust. <laughs> <laughs>